0: Good morning, everybody. It is six minutes past nine o'clock in Hayesville, North Carolina. Welcome to a Wednesday morning wake-up call on Sports Country Radio. May the 24th, 2023. Beautiful day down here. A little bit chilly this morning, but going to be a sunny one. Hope it is a good day where you are. Uh, I guess if you are a Boston Celtics fan, today is a good day. Uh, The Celtics... Uh, avoid being swept by the Miami Heat. They still have a long, long way to go now down three games to one in that seven-game series. As has been said many times, no team has ever come back from a 3-0 deficit. Uh, I don't think the Celtics are going to be able to. But this is a team that won 57 games. This is a team that handled the Miami Heat in the regular season. But this is a different Heat team than we saw in the regular season. There is no doubt about that. But Marcus Smart said before the game yesterday, he said, don't let us get one. You know, I feel good about tonight. Don't let us get one. Basically meaning if we get one, we could get four. Game five switches back to Boston, where the Celtics lost their first two games in this series. They got humiliated in game three by 26 points. L- look, uh, I don't I don't know what changed yesterday other than they woke up and they showed that they actually have some pride. And it was interesting. There has been a lot of talk, and including on this show, about whether the Celtics need to make a change, whether Joe Missoula may not be the right guy for the Celtics. And uh, Adrian Wojnarowski yesterday uh, uh, put out something on ESPN saying something about a fractured locker room in Boston, about how Missoula had lost the team and this and that and all the other things. And... What was interesting was is that a lot of players came out and just said, "Yet yeah, no, it's not that." You know, uh, you know. Jalen Brown said yesterday, "He's look, um, I don't know where they get this stuff." You know, he said ninety nine percent of this stuff is just completely false. You know, it's like somebody's making it up because they think they're, you know, they're smart. I think, you know, I think there there is a piece of that. I think you see a lot of times in the Celtics' huddles, in timeouts, that the players are doing more talking than the coaches. And there's been a lot of talk about, you know, the fact that he doesn't call timeouts, he doesn't do this, he doesn't do that. Hey, look, you know, and I've said this, I don't understand it as a guy who coached, you know basketball at the high school and college level i don't understand it you have timeouts for a reason and i know these guys are pros but as a coach your job is to uh to 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 manage a game and a lot of times it just seems like he expects his players just to just to get through it and look, hey look good for him i mean i guess in that he uh he has confidence in his players but you know Look, Jalen Brown said yesterday, we want to come back to Miami. If it happens, I feel like we'll feel good about ourselves. You know, we all talked it out on Monday. He said, sometimes you just get to this point and and, uh, teams start to go in other directions when you're down 3-0. We wanted to make sure we were in it together. We looked each other in the eye and we put our best foot forward. And that's, there's no doubt. You know, uh, it, it was a route but the Celtics were still down by 6 at half they were down by 9 early in the third quarter they went on an 18-0 run to take control of the game they outscored the heat by 15 in the third and then eight more in the fourth and just you know in the fourth in the second half just took the game over i still don't believe they can come back from 3-0 down to win this i mean hey look uh you know kevin Millar was quoted in the in the the boston globe this morning you know hey You know, you just never know. Look what the Red Sox did when they were down 3 0 to the New York Yankees in the playoffs, you know, when they were breaking the curse. And so, you know, it can happen, but it's never happened in the NBA. Why it would happen now, I don't know, other than the fact that we know this team is talented. With Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, two all NBA players are guys that you expect to play well, and they played like horse crap the first three games of this series. And the the Celtics actually played some defense yesterday. They forced 16 turnovers. You know, we hadn't seen that defense early in this series. So, great. You showed a little metal yesterday. You showed some pride. You know, you showed that you're not just going to roll over and die, that you don't have, uh, uh, you you know, tee times at the golf course just yet. And maybe you're saving Joe Missoula's job. If they come back and they win game five, and maybe they win game six and take it to a seventh, and if they lose then, maybe Missoula holds his job. Um, Look, and if the Celtics win game five, if they come back to Boston and they win game five on Thursday, things are going to get a little crazy around here, and people are going to start to believe in Boston. And maybe the Celtics are going to believe. Look, they beat the Heat three times this year in the regular season. So who knows? I mean, but it, at least it was good for them to show that they have some pride yesterday, and they didn't—they didn't get swept. I'll tell you who is look like they like they may get swept, and that is the Dallas Stars in the NHL. Uh, and and I look—I was wrong. I said yesterday that I fully expected Dallas to win this game and to, you know, on their home ice. And to make a series of this. And they got blown out yesterday for nothing. And maybe it's their own fault. Because 2 minutes into the game, Jamie Benn was ejected because of a vicious hit. He made on the Stanley Cup, or the excuse me, the Vegas uh, captain, and knocked him out of the game. Mark Stone got knocked out of the game, two minutes in. Ben's ejected, and you have woken up a team that's already leading the series two zero, and it was game on. And Vegas wins it four nothing. And now Dallas is down three games to none. And uh, I don't, I don't see it. I, you know, it could have happened, yes, but Dallas has had to work their asses off to get to this point. You know, uh, they were down in, the, you know, in in the previous series, and they had to come back uh, to win it. And I don't know how much they have left in the tank. You know, and their goaltender Ottinger has looked shaky at times during the playoffs. So I'm not sure uh, if Dallas has got it back in them. But down 3-0, this is, uh, it looks like Vegas is just going to uh, sweep, and they're going to get back to the Stanley Cup Finals for the second time in franchise history. Of course, if you remember, they in their inaugural season, they made the uh, NHL Finals in the 2017-18 season. They ended up losing it uh, in five games, to the Washington Capitals. They actually beat the Capitals in game one, and then Washington said, okay, we're not going to have this, and won the next four. But uh, Vegas is headed back, and it looks like it's going to be, you know, I don't want to say easy, but the Florida Panthers are what is waiting, and the Florida Panthers – Again, a team that barely got into the playoffs. You would think it's going to be advantage Vegas in this one. And it's probably, it's probably a little bit bittersweet for Bruins fans because uh, the Boston Bruins' former coach, Bruce Cassidy, is the head coach of Vegas. And Bruce Cassidy had a hell of a run in Boston. All they did was win every year. But because they didn't win the Stanley Cup, he got fired for no reason. Now, look, Jim Montgomery did a great job this year. And, you know, they set records for wins and, you know, but then they got bounced out of the playoffs in the first round. And Bruce Cassidy got fired, you know, after having a hell of a lot better resume uh, in Boston than Montgomery did. And now here he is a game away from getting his team to the Stanley Cup finals. So, you know, good for him good for him that's that's the uh very quiet middle finger that Bruce Cassidy can send uh to Cam Neely and the Boston Bruins um some any NFL news before we get to uh baseball from last night and the NFL has during their spring meetings they have we already talked about the fact that uh, they're going to flex games on Thursday nights, which is just a stupid idea, and uh, you know a few other minor things that they've done. Well, yesterday they approved a new rule for kickoffs. They're going to try this for one year, and now on a on a punt or I mean, excuse me, on a kickoff, the receiving team can fair catch the ball anytime. Um it wants inside the 25-yard line and the ball will automatically go to the 20. So now, for instance, if the ball goes into the end zone, it's a touchback, you get the ball to the 25-yard line. Now, if a kicker kicks the ball and it goes to, like, the two-yard line, you can fair catch it and it'll go back out to the 25 anyway. Sounds kind of silly, right? Well, the reason the NFL is doing it is they're trying to cut down on concussions. The rate of concussions on kickoffs in the NFL, is the highest of any other play. Uh, they Concussions occur more than twice as often as regular plays from scrimmage. And that has gone up significantly over the last couple of years. So they estimate that the rate of concussions in the NFL will drop by 15% by doing this rule. You know, I, I don't know how I feel about it. You know, it's... Uh, college has done something similar um, the xFL this year the spring league did something where they don't allow the teams to move they have the the uh, the kicking team and the receiving team only five yards apart and then nobody can move until the receiving team catches the football on the kickoff then everybody can move so uh, and that has been uh, thrown out there and, and maybe if this one doesn't work they'll try that I don't know uh, but I don't think they need to take kickoffs out of the game. I think it's a big part of the game. Special teams is a big part of the NFL, and teams that work hard on special teams often do well uh, because of that on their punts and their kickoffs uh, and field goals and extra points, obviously. But special teams is a big part of the game, and this could take a lot of that away. And, and, I, you know, again, I get the concussion aspect of it. I really do. I mean, you know, look, it's ended a lot of careers. Um, so it's a safety issue and it's like anything with new rules. It's like people this year that were like, the sky is falling with the pitch clock in baseball and, uh, the lack of shifts and everything, everybody. And now all of a sudden everybody's, like, Oh, Hey, this works pretty well. So it may turn out that this is going to be just fine and it may work well, uh, but we'll see, but they are, are continuing to tweak things. Um, uh, so we shall see. And Roger Goodell, by the way, is in the process of signing a three-year extension uh, to his contract to continue to be the commissioner of the NFL, and why wouldn't he, uh, even though I disagree with a lot of what Roger Goodell does, the billions of dollars that they have uh, uh, had in profits since he took over, uh, you can't argue with that, and they're going to keep him on. And if you're an owner in the NFL, you'd be stupid not to. Uh, One other quick NFL note, uh, DeMar Hamlin has begun his comeback. He said he wanted to come back after he was cleared. Uh, of course, DeMar Hamlin, the Buffalo Bills safety who suffered cardiac arrest on the field, uh, had to be revived, was in a medically induced coma for a few days when he went in the hospital after that was over, was on a ventilator for a while, um, is now participating in the voluntary minicamp for the Bills. Uh, he's out there running drills, uh, going to meetings. You know, look, uh, saw video of it yesterday look like any other football player you know and the bills are still said look you know we're gonna take you know support him any way we can we're taking it a day at a time but at the end of the day as the coaching staff said this is demar hamlin's process he said all we can do is listen to him communicate with him uh, try to get on the same level and the, the the medical staff will monitor him closely but as of right now uh, there's no reason to think that he won't be able to come back unless you know. He has lost some of the physical ability through what happened um, with cardiac arrest, but it doesn't appear that that's going to be the case. But look, uh, he's not going to be treated any differently other than maybe being monitored a little bit closer by the medical staff. Uh, but uh, they've got two more weeks of the voluntary practices and then a, a mandatory mini cap, camp opens in mid-June. Uh, real training camp opens in late July, Uh Look, wish him the best. I hope, he, I hope he comes back, whether you're a Buffalo Bills fan or not. Uh, it's a great story, uh, the fact that he even survived. And as you learn more about DeMar Hamlin after, you know, what happened to him, you find out not only was he a pretty good player, uh, he's a great human being. And all the stuff that the charity work that he has done and uh, the way he has handled all this um, has been remarkable. So um hopefully I hope he comes back. I, I you know I hope he's able to play well and uh you know it it won't go well for the New England Patriots if he does but uh he's a great story and and, and I hope uh I hope he's he, he is able to stay healthy. Um all right um I promised a rant if the Boston Red Sox did not absolutely destroy Griffin Canning last night, the starting pitcher for the Los Angeles Angels, who came in with an ERA of 6.14 in his six starts this season. And uh, look, uh, I'm not going to – I can't rant. I can't because here's the thing. They got a great pitching performance last night from Brian Baio. He made two mistakes. One of them on the second pitch of the game, Mickey Moniak hit a home run to dead center field on his second pitch. The Angels went up one nothing, and it turned out it would be the only run that they needed. They beat the Red Sox four nothing last night, but it is hard to go crazy when the Red Sox now, in back to back games, have gotten great pitching performances. A Bayo seven innings last night, just two runs both of them home runs, uh, Matt Theis and uh, Mickey Moniac, guys that nobody knows who they are. Uh, but that was it. I mean, he struck out six. He didn't walk a batter. He threw 98 pitches, 67 of them for strikes, and he looked like the guy that the Red Sox have thought could be their future ace. The problem is is that the offense is in a major funk, and I can't – I again – you know, if, if this was a case of they made a mistake and they did something stupid and, you know, they threw the game away or, or they didn't pitch well or whatever, I could go, eh, you know, and then I could I could let loose. But look, the offense that has is struggling mightily is the same offense that carried this team for a while and got them to the point where they are. You know, but they have really, really struggled on this West Coast swing. Look, um they're hitting I want to say 197. Actually, it was 197 going into last night's game, and that's after winning a series. Right? They're w- hitting 197 with a 559 OPS in the in the first four games of the West Coast swing. And that's worse now. They got just two hits last night. The first six batters in the Red Sox batting order last night had offers. It's brutal. But again, it's a team that has shown that that they their run differential and what they have done this year is some of the best in baseball. So how can you go crazy? In a 162-game season, there's going to be times when the offense just isn't going to have it. And that's where the Red Sox are right now. But there's still three games over 500, You've got a chance today with James Paxton on the hill. At least take a game here, uh, you know, before you you head up farther up the coast to finish off this West Coast swing. It was frustrating last night. I mean, you're watching Griffin Canning pitch, and he's throwing a lot of off-speed stuff, and it's out of the zone, and the Red Sox just didn't have a clue. Rafi Devers, who is one of the best players in the game, looked completely lost last night. They had a couple of opportunities. They got some walks. Uh, in the eighth inning, it looked like it was a 2 nothing game in the eighth inning, top of the eighth. Uh, Rob Refsnyder draws a leadoff walk. So you're thinking, all right, great, because he's the he's the number nine guy, right? He was hitting for the catcher. He's the number nine guy. Now you've got the top of the lineup up. You've got Alex Verdugo, uh, Masa Yoshida, you know, ready to go. Justin Turner, Rafi Devers, Jaron Duran. So you're thinking maybe we can make something happen here. Nope, didn't happen. Uh, Again, you know, the Red Sox just were flailing. And Verdugo grounds into a fielder's choice, and then Yoshida grounds into a double play, inning over. And then the Red Sox, after Bayo's seven strong innings, they go to the bullpen. They bring in Joely rodriguez Oh my God! You know, a third of an inning gives up three hits and two runs. He gives up a bomb to Mike Trout. You knew it was going to happen eventually. They had held Trout down in the first two games of this series uh, until that last at bat, and he hit uh, he hit one really far. <laughs> and uh, so they got to get Rodriguez. Now it's a four nothing game, and you know it's over. Then you know you're going to the ninth inning. You know you've got no shot. So, yeah, it's frustrating. But I can't go crazy. Look, it, with the exception of the start by Corey Kluber the other day, the Red Sox starting rotation has been outstanding. I mean, you can't – you can't. Chris Sale, his last timeout was ridiculous. You know, Paxton in the two starts that he has made has been great. Bayo has been great. Uh, Tanner Houck, the day before yesterday, they lose the game two one. He's you know he looks great. He looks you know one run in seven innings. That's a game you got to win. And now Paxton again today. You know, so it's hard to go nuts, but it is sure frustrating when you're used to a team scoring all those runs and they just go completely silent. And then there was the Tampa Bay Ray game. And, and I guess this is part of why you don't go crazy because the Red Sox lose, but they don't lose any more ground to Tampa because and or to Baltimore because both Tampa and Baltimore lose. But the Toronto Blue Jays yesterday beat the Tampa Bay Rays 20 to 1. That's not a misprint. it was 20 to 1. Now, was it really a 20 to one game? Well, no. Of course it wasn't. Uh, Barrios started for the Toronto Blue Jays. Jose Barrios, so he was great. Seven innings, five hits, just a run. You know, he's pitching his ass off. Uh, but Tampa didn't have it. Taj Bradley, who was came into the game 3-0, and had been really, really good, got lit up. He gives up nine hits and four runs in four innings. And then they bring in Zach Birdie out of the bullpen, and he was even worse. He gives up six runs in an inning. So now, you know, it's the fifth inning, and you're down 10-1. to So it got so bad that they end up in the eighth and ninth inning bringing in position players, and that's where it got silly. I mean, the game was over. Let's not get carried away. And 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 I want to, I, you know, understand that my comments I'm about to make. The game was over. I get that it was ten to one. But then they, the Tampa Bay Rays, go to the bullpen. Well, actually, they don't go to the bullpen. They go to the bench to their position players, and they bring in two position players to pitch. They bring in Luke Rayleigh. Luke Rayley throws an inning and two thirds. he gives up eight hits, seven runs, two homers. Then they bring in Christian Bethencourt for uh, to try to get the last out. He gives up three hits and three runs, another home run and so two position players come in and pitch two innings and combine to give up eleven hits and ten runs. It is an absolute mockery of baseball that this is allowed to happen now major league baseball made adjustments to the rule where it had to be a blowout like you know what well, like we saw before position players could be used and it had to be late in the game but i'm sorry folks it's just not you can't be doing that you just can't you know and, whether, and if Major League Baseball needs to allow an extra pitcher or if they need to uh, loosen up the rules about being able to call guys up and down so you can use pitchers, real pitchers in games, then that's what needs to happen. We need to stop situations like this because it's asinine. I mean, you know, we're making a big deal out of the fact Vladimir Guerrero uh, had six runs batted in the game last night. Well, Jesus, one of his home runs was a grand slam off of Luke Rayleigh, a position player, a pitch that came in at forty seven miles an hour. They were making a big deal and, and say, well, hey, they had twenty seven hits. That's the highest Well, they had twenty seven hits, but eleven of them came in two innings off of two guys that aren't pitchers, that couldn't break a pane of glass with a fastball. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And maybe I'm going to be the only person griping about this today. But this is, I mean, it's just got to stop. I'm glad they tightened up the rules. They need to eliminate the rule. It needs to be, the rule needs to be, you can't do it unless nobody, the only guys left in the bullpen are guys that are starters. Because this is just crazy. You know, and, uh, you know, Kevin Cash, the manager of Tampa, making a joke after the game, saying that Luke Rayleigh needs to add a change-up with a smile on his face, making a joke out of it. It's not a joke. You're making a joke out of baseball when this kind of stuff is allowed to happen. And I'm sure everybody sitting at home is saying, oh, loosen up. But I'm sorry. It's just not right. And you got guys in there, you know, padding stats because they're hitting off a position player. Jesus, I'll tell you what. If Luke Rayleigh was the regular pitcher in a game, I'm 62 years old. Put me in the game. I could get a couple of hits. I mean, I'm serious. This is ridiculous. And These guys are at the top of their game, and they're allowed to face essentially slow-pitch softball pitching. It's a joke. 33 minutes past the hour. There's my rant. It wasn't about the Red Sox. It was about <laughs> the Rays and the Jays. Back in a minute, you're listening to the Wake Up Call on Sports Country. It's 36 minutes past the hour. Welcome back to the wake-up call uh, here on uh, Sports Country. Uh, I took some blood pressure medication at the uh, at the commercial break. I feel better. Uh, the Yankees win. Uh, geez, tell me if you've heard this before. Aaron Judge with a home run in the ninth inning to uh, tie the game, send it into extras, and then uh, rookie Anthony Volpe with a sacrifice fly in the 10th. And the Yankees beat the Baltimore Orioles six to five. Uh, the Yankees are on a roll. Uh, they've won their fifth straight in a series opener between AS to AL rivals. Uh, they are fifteen and five in their last twenty games. They are ten games over five hundred for the first time this season. Uh, they've woken up. This is the Yankee team that everybody thought would win the American League East this year. Uh, Look, Baltimore still is going to have plenty to say about that, as are the Tampa Bay Rays, obviously. But right now the Yankees, with those 10 games over five hundred, they are two games behind Baltimore now. They sit in third place. They're two games behind Baltimore, five games behind the Rays. And they're coming. And... uh, they have been dynamited home there, 17-10 and 10 at home. They have not had quite as much success on the road. But uh, this is a very powerful Yankee team. And think about this. I mean, they're doing this right now. They haven't had Josh Donaldson for a while. He's been out with a right hamstring strain. Uh, Carlos Rodon, who they signed to a big free agent contract in the offseason, still hasn't pitched for this team. Carlos Stanton has been out forever with a, with a left hamstring strain. Um, he is uh, feeling better. He's been taking some batting practice, but they don't have a timetable yet for when he's going to be back. Uh, they haven't had their catcher, Jose Trevino, and yet here they are eight out of their last 10, five in a row. And if you're the rest of the American League East, you should be worried. Um, Harrison Bader, home run last night for the Yankees as well. Garrett Cole. Got the start for the Yankees last night. He was not great. Uh, It was not vintage Garrett Cole, to say the least. Five innings, six hits, five runs. Did not factor in the decision. He only struck out two. He walked three. Uh, He got lifted in the sixth, and he he brought him back out for the sixth. He gave up back-to-back singles. They took him out. Uh, And then uh, uh, Marinaccio and uh, Wandy Peralta did a great job getting the ball and uh, shutting him down for three innings, getting it to Michael King. Uh, who ends up getting the win? Yankee bullpen, five shutout innings, just one hit. So uh, this Yankee team is uh, feeling pretty good about itself, especially when you look at all the people they have out. Uh, they've they're, they're they're going to be the team to beat. They're going to be the team to beat. There I goes, mumbling words. You know, and that brings you just heard me stumble right. We talked yesterday about how. uh, Glenn Kuiper got fired in Oakland because you know sometimes you talk for a living and and sometimes you just stumble over words. Guess what? <laughs> I just did that. Now I didn't say anything bad, but it happens when when you when you talk for a living and you spend a lot of time rambling. It happens. Anyway, Baltimore and the Yankees uh, middle game of the series tonight. Nestor Cortez will get the start for the Yankees. Uh, he's four and two, but his ERA is over five. Tyler Wells. Who's three and one with a two nine four ERA will get the start for the Baltimore Orioles tonight? The Milwaukee Brewers finally cooled off the Houston Astros. The Astros had won eight in a row, but uh, Milwaukee shuts them out last night, six nothing. Uh, Colin Ray got the start, pitched into the sixth inning, no runs, gave up just four hits, uh, looked pretty good, and then the bullpen uh, was. Equally as good. Four and two-thirds, one-hit innings. And uh, the Brewers win easily uh, by a final of 6 nothing. Uh, Joey Weimer, Owen Miller with home runs for the Brewers in this one. And, uh, look, the uh, Astros uh, are still probably the team to beat in the NL West. I like Texas, and Texas wins last night. So they have a two-game lead over Houston. I just, I don't know if you can hold Houston off, but uh, the other thing that happened for Houston last night is uh, Jose Altuve, who's only been back for like four games from that broken thumb, had to leave the game last night. Uh, They said he was feeling ill, so I don't know whether he's got the flu or dehydration, who knows. Uh, Hopefully it's nothing serious, but uh, he left the game for the Astros last night, but they fall to the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, six nothing. I mentioned the Rangers. The Rangers beat the Pirates last night, six to one. Nate Evaldi, remember him, Red Sox fans? Nate Evaldi with a complete game last night. It was his second complete game in five starts. Prior to this season, Nate Valdi had two complete games in 226 games in his career. Now he's got two this season. Uh, he allowed six hits, struck out five, walk one. Uh, it's his fifth straight start of seven innings. Uh, it, it just sounds like um, things have changed in Major League Baseball this year. We're seeing more complete games. And whether it's the pitch clock that's doing this, I, I don't know. But we are routinely seeing guys pitch into the seventh and Eighth inning, even if they don't go a complete game, we are seeing pitchers go deeper into games. There seems to have been some kind of switch. Now, we'll see if this lasts into later in the season. But remember last year, Jesus, if you went five innings, people were giving you a pat on the back. You know, maybe you got into the sixth. Now we regularly see guys pitching into the seventh. We saw it last night in the Red Sox game. Both starting pitchers pitched seven innings last night. It's refreshing. Avaldi with the complete game. 104 pitches, 71 of them for strikes, and uh, Texas has won four of the last five. They sit 12 games over 500, um, playing well at home. They've struggled a bit on the road, but uh, they pick up the win last night by beating the Pirates 6-1. Uh, the Pirates, who got off to such a great start, now just two games over 500. They're still only a game out of first place in the NL Central. Look, we used to, I know we have a long way to go. It's hard to to look at standings and and put a lot of uh stock in them but the fact that the pirates are even in the mix at this point in the season is is remarkable uh martin perez will get the start for the rangers in the uh, series finale that will be an afternoon game and it'll be johan oviedo getting the start for the pirates in that one the seattle mariners win yesterday they get themselves back to the 500 mark um a lot of people thought they were going to be a wild-card team this season. They got off to a bit of a rough start, but a good game yesterday. They come back to beat the Oakland Athletics 3-2. to Again, uh, it's the Athletics. It's hard to get too excited, but look, you got to beat those teams, right? Uh, if you're going to be successful, you know, it, we talked about the Red Sox. Do you realize the Red Sox, early part of their schedule, the first 40 games, the Red Sox had the toughest schedule in Major League Baseball in terms of the aggregate record of the teams that they had played. And now when you start to play these teams that are struggling and that are under 500, you you've got to take advantage of that. Uh, and that is what the Seattle Mariners are doing. Oakland, with that loss, is now 10-40. and 40. 10 and 40, it is, they have tied the 1932 Boston Red Sox and the uh, 1897 St. Louis Browns for the fourth-worst 50-game start in big league history. Oh, <laughs> The only teams that were worse, uh, the Louisville Colonels in 1897, one of the big teams, and the Cleveland Spiders, from 1899 and the Washington Senators in 1904, who both went 9-41. and 41. The, the Louisville Colonels were 7-43 and 43 after 50 games. But right now, the A's are on pace to go 32-130. and 130. That would be the most losses in a season for any team since the Cleveland Spiders lost 134 games back in 1899 that's when they played 154 games in the season instead of 162 but i mean it's just pathetic there's no other way to put it and the fact that they continue to run this crap out of the field every every day game is just it's just it's a travesty as much as the uh the the Tampa Bay Rays throwing out position players like that being able to being allowed to throw out a roster like the Oakland Athletics have done year after year after year is equally as big a joke. It really is. But the Mariners win 3-2 and they get themselves back to 500 and they are now uh, six games behind the Texas Rangers. They are definitely uh, in shouting distance. The uh, Los Angeles Dodgers beat the Braves. Again last night, 8-1. to one, Whacked him around. Bobby Miller makes his Major League debut for the Dodgers. Look really good. Uh, kid throws really hard. Five innings, four hits, one run. Through 95 pitches, pitch counts a little bit higher than you would like, but uh, a hell of a debut. Spencer Strider got the start for the Braves. Gave up four runs, only two of them earned, but he struck out 11 in six innings. Uh, he leads the Major Leagues in strikeouts. And it's his fourth start this season where he has registered uh, double-digit Ks the 10th time in his young career uh, that he has done that. J.D. Martinez, a three-run home run in this one. Uh, Jason Hayward with a home run for the Dodgers as well. Uh, The Dodgers will go for the sweep tonight. Uh, Tony Gonsolin will get the start. Uh, He hasn't allowed an earned run in his last three starts. That goes over 16 innings. And Bryce Elder, who is and 3-0 with a 2 6 ERA, will get the start for the Atlanta Braves, who continue to lead the National League East by four-and-a-half games over the Mets. The Dodgers with a one-and-a-half game lead over the Arizona Diamondbacks in the National League West. 47 minutes past the hour. One more break. We'll be back in a minute. You're listening to The Wake-Up Call on Sports Country. It is 49 minutes past the hour. Welcome back to the wake-up call. A few minutes left here on a Wednesday morning before I head back out to uh, finish up the deck that we didn't quite get done before I left uh, for vacation. But uh, we're going to hope to get that done by the end of the weekend. We shall see. Uh, The San Diego Padres with a win yesterday. Juan Soto uh, hit his ninth home run of the year against his former team. Xander Bogarts, Brandon Dixon also go deep. Uh, for the Padres, as does Jake Cronenworth, so it was uh, home run central Josh Hader, a scoreless ninth inning. He picks up his twelfth save of the season for the San Diego Padres. The Padres trying to keep the Dodgers in sight. Uh, they currently are in fourth place, eight games back, four games under five hundred. All the talent on this team, it is absolutely amazing uh, how much they have struggled. Uh, they are hoping to get Manny Machado back sometime in the next couple of weeks. He has taken some dry swings. He's got a fractured hand. Uh, He's throwing a little bit, but uh, they don't know yet when he is going to be able to need some rehab starts or whether they'll just throw him in there. He could be back in as soon as a week. Um, I suspect, though, that they'll send him out to play a couple of rehab games just to get his timing back. Uh, The series uh, resumes today. It'll be... uh, Ryan Weathers making his first career start, uh, one and two with a three four two ERA out of the pen, and Trevor Williams, uh, who is one and two, uh, seeks his first home win of the season. He's been out there four times, has yet to win a home game. He will get the start for the Washington Nationals. The New York Mets lose. The Mets just one game over 500, much like the San Diego Padres, a team that has spent a lot of money and is underperforming. The Mets lose to the Chicago Cubs, seven to two. Christopher Morel just continues to amaze people with the start of the season that he is having. Uh, he has hit a home run now in his fifth straight game, uh, and uh, the last person to do that for Chicago, Sammy Sosa, all the way back in 1998. Uh, so Morrell having a hell of a start to the season. Uh, that was his only hit of the game, but he's hitting 367, uh, And uh, just the ball, the ball must look like a beach ball to him right now, honest to God. That was his ninth home run of the season. Uh, Pete Alonso had his... 18th homer for the Mets. That leads the major leagues. Uh, But the Mets now struggling on the road. They are 13-15 and uh, in road games this season. Kode Senga will get the start for the Mets today against Marcus Stroman, who has been very good for the Chicago Cubs. Uh, The Diamondbacks continue to roll. They beat the Phillies again yesterday. The Diamondbacks have now won nine times in the last 11 games. And when we were talking about the National League West prior to the start of the season, there were two teams that everybody talked about. It was the Dodgers and it was the Padres. A couple of people, maybe you would throw in the San Francisco Giants. I don't think the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, were on anybody's radar, but nine wins in 11 games. Uh, Corbin Carroll, the hero yesterday, singles in the go-ahead run in the eighth inning. It was his third hit of the game. It is the first time, by the way, that Arizona has been nine games over five hundred since September 11th of 2018. Uh, Lourdes Correale extended his hitting streak for the Diamondbacks. That's now up to 16 games. I mean, it's just everything going right for them right now. Uh, And the Phillies, uh, again, a team that reached the World Series last year and signed some big free agents, including Trey Turner, and the Phillies are 22 and 26, seven games back in the National League East. Uh, Cody Clemens, Roger Clemens' kid, had a, a couple of runs batted in for the Phillies yesterday, and a couple of hits for Bryce Harper as well. But not nearly enough as they end up losing to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Final game of the series is today. Zach Gallen, who is six and two with a 2.95 ERA, uh, will get the start against Ranger Suarez of the Philadelphia Phillies. Paul Goldschmidt, a couple of home runs last night. The Cardinals beat the uh, Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> who cares? Because the Reds, uh, again, another one of those teams that can't get out of their own way. Uh, they beat them 8-5. Look, the Cardinals started out the season 10-24. Uh, and 24, And there were a lot of people calling for the head of their manager. Well, since then, they have won 12 of their last 16 games. They're still... Uh, six games under 500, but they are just five back in the National League Central and playing more like the Cardinals everybody expected. Uh, Adam Wainwright got the start for the Cardinals last night, picked up his second win of the season, pitched into the sixth inning. He wasn't great, but uh, the bats helped him out, and Chris Stratton did a great job out of the bullpen uh, to settle things down, and the Cardinals pick up the 8-5 win. Uh, Dylan Cease picks up the win as the White Sox beat the Cleveland Guardians yesterday uh, 4-2. to and the San Francisco Giants uh, with a late rally beat the Minnesota Twins for the second straight day. Michael Conforto again in the middle of everything, a big double, and a go-ahead home run uh, to give the Giants the victory. That is going to do it for us here this morning. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of the Wake Up Call. Hey, it's Bob Dylan's 82nd birthday today. Uh, One of the great songwriters, not one of the great singers, but one of the greatest songwriters uh, in history. Uh, 82 years old today. Roseanne Cash, 68 years old, the daughter of uh, Johnny Cash. And uh, on our way out, his little Roseanne Cash, seven year ache. we We'll see you tomorrow. You've been listening to the Wake Up Call on Sports Country.